track to have as many German speakers on the team as we have French speakers on the team. So in that vein, willkommen bei dieses amerikanische Leben. Bienvenue chez cette vie américaine. Welcome to This American Life. My name is Poppy. And I'm Beata. And this is the podcast that nobody asked for, but everybody needs. As always, before beginning the episode, we would like to acknowledge that this podcast is written and recorded on unceded and unsurrendered Mi'kmaq territory. To support your local indigenous community, please consider donating to organizations who are providing essential care. Examples, if you're living in Ottawa, are the Ottawa Native Friendship Center, Wabano, and Midwashen Lodge. Oh, for a second that I was so scared that I was going to mess up the French. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh no, the only language I'm currently not speaking. But <laughs> I thought that was a funny bit. I thought it was a fantastic intro. Um, so, Poppy, what are we drinking? I'm drinking literally a thermos bottle full of uh, coffee. <laughs> So I'm also drinking coffee, and because I was just, like, really hyped for this episode, I actually also added something else to my coffee, and I forget what it's called. It's not Bailey's, but it's like Bailey's, and in Ghana, they sell them in little, like, bags um, with, like, a shot of alcohol. Yeah, and they cost, like, the equivalent of 25 cents Canadian, Um, so I kind of loaded up while I was in Ghana, (laughs) and I have a bunch of them just, like, in my cupboard. I'll tweet out a picture of, like of them um but anyways it's basically so like bailey's fun. and i added it to my coffee which um also the coffee is like pretty much an entire cup of espresso so i'm just like really ready to go today we're hyped um okay <laughs> i just have to like quickly ask a question is it like a okay. sachet like what you would yeah, have like, like, a, like a sugar packet yeah oh my okay i'm obsessed with that that should be something that they yeah well they also though. drink that's also how they drink their their water in donna most of the time like you get little instead of bottles of water you get little sachets with 500 milliliters it's really good for tracking your like water intake <laughs> interesting you know what i respect that and i like it and i also... miss drinking out of sachets <laughs> and also nobody can see this but beata's drinking out of her cow mug again and it's very good <laughs> okay so we have things to talk about First of all, we do. Um, Stutzler's here. <laughs> well, oh my god, here, but... we didn't we didn't get the chance to talk about him in the last episode, obviously. But like, oh my god, he was amazing in the World Juniors. I have never seen this fan base so hyped. I don't know why I'm like so excited for Sens hockey all of a sudden, but I'm just like, oh my god, Stutzler's here. The Stutzler hype is like really funny. I think. Um... Like, we've d- discussed this before, but the fan base was, like, kind of sus about the Kachuk draft. And I think that now <laughs> we're, like, overcompensating by just putting insane amount of faith in Stutzler. I'm not saying he's bad at hockey. Like, he's clearly, like, talented. But um, I think it's really funny <laughs> how we've just done a complete 180. Uh, I mean, and gone, like, he's obviously, hyped. like, the best player in the NHL already, right? <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't mean, tell like, that it's... to my... Literal son Brady Kachuk. <laughs> God. <laughs> like Brady carries this team on his back. <laughs> I like and how what do we? I even like people start every time, you know, captaincy conversations come up, um, you know, they've been coming up ever since Carlson got traded, right? And recently when I hear people talking about the captaincy, I'm like, yeah, it's between Shabbat and Kachuk, but like if we wait a few more years, you know, maybe it makes sense to just have Stussler. <laughs> I think we should just like, I think it's like very funny. I mean, the team is obviously really, really young, but mm-hmm. it's, and it's, cool to be excited about them and it's like fun because we know that as long as they actually stay 
we have like several years of good play in them, hopefully. That, that's a big as long as though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> big caveat there. Um but still, um, it's just it's really exciting. I even if they don't stay, like this is just so much fun. And it's been a long time since we had like this much just like get excited about. Like even if you're yeah. not thinking long term, even if you think these guys are gonna get traded soon, it's like we still get, you know, the free trial of all these amazing players <laughs> before they get traded. It's, um, true. it's still fun to watch. And it's like I think like Ian said last uh last week when we talked to him, it's like such a fun year because if we do really great, it's fun. If we do terribly, we're still like, okay, cool, we'll get a good pick in the draft. Like there's no yeah, there's no exactly. downside to this season. Um expectations are both really high and really low. So it's just <laughs> Every model has the sense, like, I I was listening to the Athletic podcast yesterday, or just this morning, and, Mm -hmm. like, and they were saying that the, um, the Canadian division is, like, a sandwich, like, at the top you have the Leafs, and at the bottom you have the Sens, and everything else is, like, kind of up for debate, and I was like, you know what, I'll take it. Stop saying the Leafs are on top, I hate that. I hate that. (laughs) This is a Leafs hater podcast. Like, every other team, I know that you, like love the Habs rivalry and I don't want to disrespect <laughs> that but I think that like I have a soft spot for the Habs Ugh. just because of my yeah. shameful past so like my shameful past living in Quebec um but <laughs> <laughs> but um I think like hating the Leafs is really important to me personally so um I would like See, to continue that okay but you weren't around in 2013 that's what makes the difference I find like 2013 was a really really important oh, year for me I was around in 2013 but I was cheering for the Habs <laughs> so that's the thing you weren't a Sens fan in 2013 you weren't there for no, like no I was the just like of this watching PK rivalry. do insane shit all the time being like I love this man it was the best time of my life it wasn't actually it was at watching least, hockey games grown. at 3am you know you you've grown. <laughs> You've moved on from that. Yeah, but at what cost? What's really important, you know? Um, Anyways, yeah, it's been really fun. I was amused by the fact that Tim Stutze, um, the team made him, like, fly commercial and he had to, like, have several layovers (laughs) um, while other players were flying private. (laughs) Yeah. Like, welcome to Ottawa, Tim Stutze. And, like, I don't know, just imagine what it... It's hard to, like, imagine... How it must feel if you're like 18 and you're just arriving in this city for the first time in your life. I'm assuming he's never been to Ottawa before. And just knowing that like this is your home for the rest of your life. Like I don't mm. think I ever fully grasped that because I was like a lot younger, I guess, whenever those prospects were coming to town. And I guess yeah. now that I'm like three years older than Tim Stutza, I'm just like, oh my god, what? He's 18 and like he's just he's just like moved to Ottawa. Like it, it's so cool. I mean, I can, like, sort of empathize, yeah, I can sort of empathize, because I did my high school exchange to rural Quebec when I was (laughs) 17, Um, and I do remember this, like, insane feeling of landing in Montreal and then landing in Juan Oranda, and, like, how different everything looks. Canada's so big, like, in, in terms of, like, obviously the size of the country, but also in the term of how it's laid out there's so much space between everything and it's so weird and then um my first trip to Ottawa I didn't really get to see much of the city my second trip to Ottawa I saw like the Bywood Market and the area around La Cité because my friend was studying at La Cité 
But I didn't like actually see anything of the city mm-hmm. properly until I moved to Ottawa. Like I, I, yeah. <laughs> I'd been to campus once or twice and um, I'd seen the Bywood Market. But like I remember the first time I took a train to downtown Ottawa on my own for the first time, I like... I was trying to walk towards the market and I kept walking in the wrong direction. Like I got off on Parliament Hill and was like walking back towards Quebec, basically. <laughs> I was so confused. And there's just so much. It's like a really overwhelming, exciting, bittersweet, strange feeling. I do have a lot of empathy for him. I think that like, obviously, um, my experience is extremely different, but like, it was still mm-hmm. strange. I mean, when I arrived in Ottawa, I was 20, which is good. And I did know, like, two people, so that's something. But it's still <laughs> an mm-hmm. absolute, like, crazy uh, experience. And so I think that that must be insane. And also um, just the situation that he's put in right now. I mean, at least he's in a situation where he's working with people and there's a lot of people mm-hmm. around his age. So he's not completely isolated because that's always, like, the worst thing about immigrating and moving somewhere is feeling isolated Ottawa's good with that because mm-hmm. people are pretty friendly and like at the very least the first like three years of me leaving living in Ottawa I think um like baristas saved my life because they were so friendly <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think that that's sort of a, a a good thing about the town is like people are really nice and like ask you how you're doing um and that must be really weird for him as well because that is a culture shock from Germany although he is from the south which is friendlier than where I'm from so I don't know it must be just like a super weird experience especially in the middle of a pandemic like not knowing when you can see your family again and all Mm -hmm. that stuff's really rough also I like oh man that whole that day that they first like took to the ice and you know we, we had those videos of him like walking down the hallway and you know first stepping onto the ice and it was so exciting and everyone was he was talking about how the team welcomed him and I tweeted like it's so cool to know that they had like all the players just had the same reaction that we did which is they just took one look at him and they were like this is my son <laughs> like yeah. I'm, I'm going to protect him apparently my, my favorite interview of that day was Derek Stepan who apparently um quarantined with him in the hotel I didn't know this it was so cool to find out that apparently they were just like in quarantine together and Stepan was like yeah I've got like three kids at home and an adopted 18 year old I think that's really (laughs) sweet I think it's like I don't know I think the the narrative around him is really sweet I think it's nice that Mm -hmm. the team seems to be embracing him and the fan base is embracing him and also like he's so excited it is rare for a German hockey player to be drafted (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. and so obviously like, it's also something that, I mean, I know he said the day of the draft that he spoke to Leon Dreisaitl, Mm -hmm. but, um, you don't really, you know, like you're not in an environment where you know a lot of people who get drafted. Somebody like Brady Kachuk knows a ton of people who like Mm -hmm. he's played with before, who he's friends with, who've been drafted and who've gone through it. If you're like a German 18 year old, you don't really have that like that background and that concept and I think that makes it maybe even more exciting and and it's really Mm -hmm. nice to see how enthusiastic he is yeah it is like I don't know just seeing his smile as he's talking like uh, it's so it's so refreshing like and we said this after the draft too like it's just so nice to see someone who's just really really excited to be here it's kind of (laughs) sad in another way because you're like oh how long is this gonna last like (laughs) 
think, you know, the interviews are about him. Or no, he, his interview, he was like, yeah, I hate to lose. I really like winning. I was like, oh, yeah. yikes, okay. <laughs> Gonna need to temper those expectations a little bit. <laughs> you know, normally what you want to hear, it is genuinely what you want to hear, but also, like gonna have to put up with some losing i think um yeah it'll be but yeah humbling. like it's it, it's just nice to to see him come here and like you know to see that he's being welcomed by the team and by the city and like everyone's so excited to have him he's so excited to be here i cannot wait to see him take the ice yeah yeah it's really sweet and then um he also like decided on the umlaut jersey this week which is so funny because there's obviously been this like back and forth about the jersey first he picked 88 then he changed his mind switched to 18 which i think we can both agree was like a good call (laughs) yeah um and then i mean people are like this is really funny like i literally grew up in germany i'm a recent german citizen um i i think the umlaut's cute and i think it's nice if you can have your name spelled correctly but ue is not incorrect in german I keep listening to podcasts and hearing people talking about it and being like, this is entirely incorrect, which is not true. <laughs> like, it it happens all the time. It's not something that's common in the, like, modern language, but it's not something that's unheard of and it's not incorrect to use U-E or A-E or whatever instead of an umlaut. It's just, like, alternate spelling. And, and especially in, like, some old texts, they actually used to prefer that. So depending on, like, what era you're reading a book from in German, sometimes you're going to see a UE more likely than a U umlaut. That's just how it goes. But I mm-hmm. think it's funny that, like, the fan base has gone really <laughs> hard on um, having the sort of, like, correct quote-unquote spelling, mm-hmm. like, the spelling that's the most, well, I guess how it would say his name on his birth certificate or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's cute, and I think that obviously he's, like, I mean, I can see him thinking, like, oh, I'll just use UE, that's not fine, like, it it doesn't really make a difference for me, and then now seeing that the, um, that the fan base was going, like, really hard on, on the umlaut, <laughs> just being like, okay, cool, well, if I can get the umlaut, I'll take the umlaut, right? Like, but it, it is really funny, and it did make me laugh a bit, a little bit, like, <laughs> yeah, to, to hear, like, the well, discourse... Like- Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, like, I can see why he wanted the UE. Like, you know, as a, a writer, um, and even as a tweeter, <laughs> you know, when I'm on Twitter on desktop, you can tell if I'm on, like, mobile or desktop, because on desktop, I'll usually use the UE, because it's mm. too complicated to find the umlaut, right? Yeah. Um, and, like, I was annoyed when when um, Chorus, like, the the platform that we use for Silver 7 decided that you can only tag, that they're only going to, like, automatically tag Stritzla with the UE instead of the Mm. umlaut. So we had to write it that way. It was kind of annoying, but, like, it is easier when you're writing, and I can see how he'd be like, yeah, it'll make it easier for people. But also, like, I don't know, if you're always spelling your name a certain way, like, it, it makes sense to just, like, not, you know, not change that if people are okay with it. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that people pointed out that was, like, kind of, like, weird and incorrect is that during the World Juniors, his jersey said Stutzler, like it didn't have an umlaut yeah. or an E. So yeah, that's literally incorrect. But mm-hmm. the UE, like, it's it's nice if you can have the, like, the great spelling with the umlaut. 
But I can tell you that, like, most Germans out there are not outraged about the UE. Um, so anyone listening, if you bought the UE jersey, it's fine. It's fine. It may not be yeah. accurate, but it's poppy approved. It's totally fine. There's, it's not wrong. That's the only thing. Like, <laughs> I'm, like, talking so long just to tell you that the spelling UE is not incorrect. It's just an alternative. So now that we've gone into the, the umlaut discourse, um, let's talk about the the main thing that we needed to talk about this episode. The thing that has made my week the most exciting news I have heard in so long, <laughs> which is that, well, which which is Tim Stutzler's living arrangement. So as anyone knows, if they have been watching hockey for a while, um, usually when a new when a young player comes into the NHL um and you know they're maybe not old enough to be trusted with their own living arrangements and it makes more sense for them to live with someone else they'll usually get paired with like an older player you know Carlson was paired with Daniel Alfredson um you know most recently Brady Kachuk lived with Mark Stone <laughs> And I guess I guess Tim Stutzler came to the team and they were like, yeah, we have no old players. We have nobody who has lived in Ottawa enough to be like established here and like own property. Um, we have nobody who can mentor you. So why don't you go and live with these two 21 year olds in the house of a guy we traded two years ago? <laughs> I love this. I love that Brady and Chuck no- uh, and Josh Norris are living with uh, like. Uh, Did you almost say Chuck Norris? I almost said Chuck Norris, and I will not cut this out of the website. Out of the podcast. I, mean, I just called that podcast a website. I'm really like losing my mind here. Um, God, no. I think it's really cute. I mean. It has, like, university student living arrangement vibes, except you don't have to live in, like, a shithole apartment where, um, like, the walls are crumbling, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I mean... You live in Mark Stone's house instead? <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't had... I think I had one nice apartment at the beginning of university. My current apartment is iconic and good, but, like, <laughs> we did have pipe break because it was almost 100 years old, like... <laughs> That's the that's the thing that most of us experience. Whereas this man gets to live like probably I'm assuming rent free in Mark Stone's like fancy ass house. But on the other hand, he probably doesn't get to live in iconic Sandy Hill, so sucks mm, to be him. I don't know. I just uh, okay, everything about this arrangement is so great. Like, I, I just can't stop thinking about, like, what is happening in this house. Like, I'm I am the same age as Brady Kachuk and Josh Norris, and, like, I, I am fearing for Tim Stutzler's life right now. <laughs> like, um, what is happening? I mean, like, I know that Brady Kachuk is, like, kind of a you know, a more mature person. Like, he's he's is probably he? a decent... I, I, I don't know. <laughs> he's a 21-year-old boy. <laughs> you know, there, there's there's only so so um there, there's a scale of maturity, and the twenty one year old boy, you know, it, it's not a very wide scale. <laughs> I don't think he's like immature in that he's like a shithead in a negative way. I mean, wasn't the story about him quarantining with like Colin White and stuff that they were just wrestling? Yeah, <laughs> like that. That's what I'm picturing. Just like random like wrestling matches and. Yep. You know, who knows what they have done to, like, Mark Stone's bedroom? Like, is have they given that to Tim Stutzla? Is it now, like, a games room? Uh, <laughs> like, God, what's I happening? I hope they, like, really rearrange it. I hope there's beanbags everywhere. <laughs> I hope they, like, hide a bong in the closet. When Mark Stone comes, they're like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, I forgot to put it away. 
Um, <laughs> like, that's that's what I expect from them. I, <laughs> But, like, also, okay, <laughs> is Mark Stone aware of this? Like, this is what I can't stop thinking about. Like, I, I don't know which scenario I like better that one... Brady Kachuk has to regularly just call up Mark Stone and be like, hey, can I invite, like, another one of my buddies to just, like, crash at your house? And Mark Stone's like, yeah, whatever, do, you know, do whatever. I don't really live there anymore. It's fine, you know, <laughs> as long as you don't break anything. Mm-hmm. And Kachuk's like, huh, 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 we definitely haven't broken anything. <laughs> um, right? Or, or the second option, which is that he just, like, you know, heard that Stutzen needed a place to stay and was like, hey, come crash with me. My landlord's fine with it. It's fine. Like, no need to ask. Mark Stone comes comes back next summer like hey um how have you been managing the house on your own you know <laughs> my um my ideal version is a- another alternative where mark stone calls brady kachuk and is like invite the kid to live with you that's that's what i'm exp- that's what i would like is if i don't he was want like, you to be lonely yeah i like that <laughs> like you know what guys like just make sure you like put the trash out on mondays <laughs> I mean, Mark Stone seems like a pretty cool guy. I don't think he's one of those guys who's like, you know, you know, you have to take care of the house and like you need to be responsible. I think he's just like, you know what? Do, do I mean, the, the house. amount they get paid, they probably have a cleaner. I don't know if they have a cleaner right probably. now, like in a pandemic, but they probably have a cleaner. Like, I don't think it's the end of the world. They have They're not good, exactly they have getting that university experience. No, I was about to say, <laughs> but they're not eating like cereal out of a coffee mug because <laughs> nobody's done the dishes. <laughs> no, I, I, I like this vibe though. Cause it's not like, I don't know. It's, it's fun when, when these rookies are like being mentored by the older players, right? Like, you know, mm. Curtis Lazar, Chris Phillips is one that comes to mind, right? Where it's like, Oh yeah, this guy is like, you know, a calming presence in this player's life. Um, and just, just doesn't get that. Like, <laughs> It has more vibes of like these are my best friends and we're all just having fun. Um, yeah, which is that that's the vibe I want going into this. Uh, I mean, I think it's season. cute though. Like Stepan um, said in an interview that he was like hoping that he could sort of be that mm-hmm. more stabilizing, mentoring presence like on yeah. the team. Um, and I think that's nice, but I also think it's nice that like a bunch of kids can like let loose a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, also considering they're professional athletes, it's not like they can really, you know, go that crazy because they have mm-hmm. to work out to- like all the time. So <laughs> it's not like they can do anything that's like insanely stupid. I guess they can, mm-hmm. but you know, wouldn't be good for <laughs> I them. I mean, who knows, who knows what they're going to do when they're like home workouts, right? Like they might get creative with that. I mean, I, I just want, I want Brady Kachuk to, like, do more than just sponsorships on his TikTok. Like, I, I want, like, Brady Kachuk yeah. TikToks of, like, every day just living in that house. I want, like, a documentary crew in that house. I think it's become, funny. Become YouTubers. Like, I, I don't mean, know. I, I need to know what's happening there. <laughs> We also need to, like, point this out. Like, Josh Norris, as well as Drake Batheson, but he doesn't live in that house. Um, they both speak German, which is really cool. And I think that must be, like, yeah. so nice for Stutzda as well, just to like not have to constantly be speaking a second language mm-hmm. uh i think i think about that with eric carlson living with daniel yeah. alfredson must have been really like a relief as well because speaking a foreign language all day long even if you're pretty good at it and he obviously has like a solid grasp of english can be really exhausting and it's like nice that he can every now and again just be like oh i'm gonna speak german now yeah. I also well, that was think another, means... another thing that I was thinking of when thinking of, like, him <clears throat> coming to Ottawa, you know, for the first time. I was like, you know, he doesn't, 
I mean, like, obviously his English is great, right? Like, watching mm. interviews, obviously, like, he can communicate in English. But I know that, like, yeah, constantly speaking a foreign language, like, that's that's really intimidating. And that would just be, like, yeah. an extra thing to add to that. Because I, I don't know, when I... Like, I didn't know that Josh Norris and Drake Batherson spoke German, so I was seeing, like, you know, Tim Stutzler is immediately just going to have to be in English 24-7, and, like, oh, when you add that to, like, all the other factors, like, the culture shock and the, yeah. you know, the, the the adjustment to the NHL and all that, like, that would be really difficult. So, yeah, it's really cool that one of his roommates and, you know, another player on the team who's also going to be in the top six probably, um, not, that, not that, like, where, you know, how much they're playing matters, but, mm-hmm. like, you know, Drake Batherson's going to be a big part of the team. Um, it's nice that they can, like, all uh, speak German with each other. I almost want, like, a, a, a German speaker's line. Wouldn't that be... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that even works, like, the positions they play, but, like, that, that, I want that. I want just, like, a Bathers and Norris just the line so that they yeah. can speak German, and the teams will be so confused. Like, who, who speaks German in the NHL? <laughs> <laughs> I do think it's sweet. I think that, like, I don't know. I like the idea of Brady, like, learning some stupid uh-huh. German sentences as well. Um... Yeah, I, 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 it just is, like, so delightful. It's nice to have, like, some really sweet, wholesome, mm-hmm. I guess, like, just some nice news about the team. Um, I like to think about, like, what what phrases um, uh, Brady Kachuk is going to pick up in German. <laughs> like, what are they going to teach him? Oh, God. I mean, the thing <laughs> is, like, people always ask for, like, the stupidest stuff. One of my friends um, in Quebec... The only thing he wanted to learn was how to order two beers. I was like, that's the easiest thing. Like, wait, that's hold on. In German, that is zwei Bier, right? Yeah, there yeah. we go. I, I took first year German. <laughs> I, I, I can say, um, oh, ich kann nur ein bisschen Deutsch sprechen. <laughs> See, that's like that's really good. <laughs> And That's when I was really in mean. Germany on a train, I could say, uh, der Flughafen ist die nächste Hot. And the lady on the train didn't even, like, <laughs> clock me as a non-native speaker. <laughs> you could just be somebody with, like, a southern accent. Germany has so many accents. Exactly. It's like, okay, whatever. Sometimes they, like, oh my god. Okay, let me tell you a funny story. Um, I don't know if I'll cut this or not, but it is funny. So, uh, my mom lives in Germany, and that's where I am right now. And uh, mm-hmm. a few weeks ago, or like a month ago, I don't care, I don't know, she was at this flower farm, basically, and they have, like, a little, mm-hmm. like, thing where you can shop as well. So she was at this shop with her friend, and um, this guy constantly kept trying to speak to her in English, and she was like, his English is really bad, so she kept <laughs> switching to German, and she, like, it's really annoying sometimes, like, I don't have an accent when I speak German, but my mom does, and she was saying, mm-hmm. like, sometimes people will hear her accent and instantly start talking to her in English, even though their English is bad. And it's, like, really annoying because she can't understand them. So she's like, just speak to me in German. I speak German. So she's constantly switching back to German. She's like, this is so annoying. And the guy kept trying to speak to her in English. And she was, like, really trying. She's like, man, this guy, I thought he was really struggling with his English. Beata, he was not struggling with his English. He was just Australian. I, I love stories like that. Well, when I every time I'm in, um, uh, and like pretty much anywhere in Europe, like I'll speak French most of the time, or if I'm in like mm-hmm. a French speaking country, and like I learned my French in school in Canada. Like I went to a, a high school that was 100 percent French, right? Um, and what I find funny is that like 
Quebecois friends of mine will talk about how like when they go to Europe, people will switch into English because they can't understand yeah. a Quebecois accent. But what I got is people were switching into like German and Dutch and stuff because they couldn't figure out what my accent was. And they assumed yeah. that I was some type of like European who learned French or as a like, second language. Yeah, yeah. like Belgian <laughs> or something. Yeah, that's I, probably what the lady on the train thought. She was like, "Oh, it's some like French girl who's <laughs> like you know learned yeah. learned German as an extra language." It's like funny. I think um I don't know. I think like some people from Belgium could maybe possibly be like the accent you'd expect. I have no idea. I'm there's too many accents and too many languages here. I love it, but I'm also <laughs> like I don't know. Like I literally don't. <laughs> anyway, I thought that was really funny. I like. Yeah. can't stop laughing about the idea of my mom being like this guy can't speak English and it's just somebody <laughs> from Australia <laughs> god I love that shit right um anyways yeah I on. can't wait <laughs> we should can't wait for the sense players to all pick up German from our our yeah. three German players um or you know one German player and two German speaking like <laughs> two like North American players who randomly speak a bit of German yeah, I, I don't know. I love this with a team. I think it's really great. I still think that somebody needs to pay me to, like, hang out with them and talk to them in German, or at least Stutzler, mm-hmm. and, like, do German stuff. Come on the podcast, Tim Stutzler! Mm, please, come on the podcast challenge. Um, Every, everyone needs to, like, tweet the senators, get get Tim Stutzler on, <laughs> on this American life, because I guarantee you they're not going to let us do it if we go through through the normal means. Um, You know, no. spam his DMs or something. <laughs> okay, we have, like, more things to talk about. Something that's, like, I guess less, da- less delightful, but also really funny. Okay, well, the one delightful thing is, as you may be aware if you are on hockey Twitter... Tony D'Angelo has Tony D activated. <laughs> Finally, um, God, that was that was just a fun night on Twitter. You know, seeing Trump try to tweet, and you know he gets banned, and then he finds another account, and he gets banned again. It was just a great night, and Tony it D'Angelo was not a great night for Tony D'Angelo. <laughs> it was a really bad night for Tony D'Angelo because he was like, um, "I'm gonna delete my account," and then he went on Instagram. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> which Instagram like this, this Trump is, too. <laughs> to, to be clear the only social media account that has not banned trump right now is tumblr um and i can tell you as somebody who is on tumblr everyone is very very excited wanting him to get on tumblr so we can bully him off um tony d'angelo is welcome to join tumblr as well we would have great fun with him oh god <laughs> Um, yeah, he did switch to Parlor, which is, you know, where you can find all the iconic, like, <laughs> right-wing all, uh, all the, conspiracy theories. All the uh, iconic Nazis, you know, the, the modern white supremacist movement It's not <laughs> you know, that just, Tony D'Angelo has decided to be a part of. It's not just Tony D'Angelo who's, like, left Twitter. It's also his stupid podcast, which, like, he hosts with other people. Um... So if anybody was like, well, Watch Your Tone isn't just Tony D'Angelo, well, they have the same vibe. Like, they have the mm-hmm. same bad ideas. I still haven't listened to it because uh, every day I think to myself, maybe I should listen to it for the podcast. And then I'm like, maybe I should not. <laughs> no, I don't think there's any point in listening to it. My favorite thing is how they sell merch with, like, the acronyms W-Y-T, which oh. is for Watch Your Tone, but it just looks like white, <laughs> which is like... Like, it's too on the nose at this point, my guys. Like, man, 
I, I almost want a t-shirt that just says white on it. I don't, obviously. I'm not going to get that. But, like, imagine. Imagine getting that. Just, like, I am white. It's really... I, I, it's, you know, like, you have to laugh. It's really funny. Um, the Rangers have been sus about it. Uh, they were asked, like, have you talked to Tony D'Angelo about being sus online i mean not just being sus but like he's always been a trump supporter but let's just say that he's like a low-key showing alliance to um like the storm on the capitol as well mm-hmm. um which i guess if you're listening to this podcast in the future um first of all i hope the pandemic's over second of all <laughs> we're recording this like just after the storm on the Capitol, which, like, <laughs> it's like I I don't even I don't even know where to begin. It was like a thing that happened, um, and then they banned a bunch of QAnon people, a bunch of right wing uh like folks, um, who incited violence off Twitter, and they banned uh Donald Trump because he said in his literal speech before they stormed the capitol all right like like guys i'm gonna walk down to the capitol with you which he did not do like he's not gonna come he's not gonna support you my guys like i'm sorry yeah and i i was i i could go on a whole like tangent about um free speech and human rights and you know how you know, it's it's not it's not black and white. It's not it's not you have the right to say absolutely anything, and they often conflict with each other, and you have to choose between them. I I could go on about this, um, but I'm not going to. If you want more clarification on that, slide into my DMs. I can try to explain this. Um, as I mean, I you know I am not a lawyer, but <laughs> I've taken a few classes on human rights, <laughs> and I have like a basic grasp of this. Um, this is not not a free speech issue. Um, no. And again, I'm not going to go into this tangent on this podcast. It would be too long. But um, <laughs> the podcast again, if you would want... never end. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. If you want clarification um, on on the limits of free speech and why it's not possible to have unlimited free speech, because literally that would impede on other types of human rights, including other types of free speech. Um, <laughs> slide into my DMs or just like request a special episode of yeah, this I was podcast about say, and I'll talk about this. Actually interested in hearing us talk about like I guess uh contemporary politics. We will do that. We will happily do that. But that's not really what this podcast is about. But if people said like I really care about what you have to say about uh free speech and social media, my guys, we will talk. <laughs> like we will do we it. We will. If you wait a few years, you know what? Maybe I'll, I I don't know. Maybe I'll be in law school in a few years. You don't know. <laughs> then I'll then I'll be able to really explain this. <laughs> I can't wait for law school, Liata. It's going to be too powerful. <laughs> um, no, this is like kind of related, but basically um, Josh Hosang um, was put on waivers by the Islanders. And like, if you're not aware, like he was a really, really high draft pick. Um, like he was really, really hyped. Um, he is also a person of color, um, and he's had some quote-unquote character issues, and, you know, mm. if you follow the NHL a lot, like, there's there's a pretty clear pattern as to who has character issues, and usually if you are not white, um, you, you're pretty much guaranteed to have some quote-unquote character issues, yeah. and, like, I'm not saying that's the only problem with Hosang, like, I don't, I'm not an Islanders fan, like, I don't watch the Islanders a lot, um, 
But that seems to be like a really, really consistent thing that keeps coming up with him. It's just like the the coach hates him, his teammates hate him, like everybody hates him. Um, and I just thought this like it relates to Tony D'Angelo because it's just very telling that a guy like Hosang, who you know, it's not just like obviously it's not it's not just the color of his skin. Like he you know is apparently a bit of a personality and stuff. But there's obviously some bias based on his race there, um, that he's considered, like, a, a problem in the room, right? A guy, a guy who has a little mm. bit more personality or, you know, who isn't, like, that archetype of a hockey player, right? Then that very, very narrow box that everybody has to fit into. Um, he's considered to have character issues and be a problem in the room, and then you have a guy who is openly announcing that he is going to be on a white supremacist platform um, and, like, openly supports Donald Trump and the not not just like generally supporting Donald Trump like he's made it pretty clear that he supports like certain aspects of his ideas um and like that that's not a problem in the room like mm. the Rangers are cool with having him in the locker room especially you know they have like a, a black prospect um who is going to be joining the NHL I, I don't know if it's this season or fairly soon right like mm, that that seems weird. I, I mean, first of all, we should probably point out, Parler itself is not a white supremacist platform. Oh, yeah. It's just a platform that white supremacists meet up on and gather on. Like, if you mm-hmm. spend any time, and I unfortunately spend way too much time looking into stuff like QAnon, a lot of this stuff is happening on Parler. That's the thing. So yeah, I, I do agree with you. Like, I think Tony D'Angelo has been a quote-unquote problem for a long time. Um, He's been sharing some, like, very bad takes for a really long time and and yet you know he stays and when people ask like have you spoken to tony d'angelo about the fact that he's like sharing problematic shit online uh the rangers can just say well yeah but this is up to our discretion whereas Mm -hmm. we see time and time again that players of color are being labeled as people who are like difficult in the room um i did read that josh hosang has like described himself as an emotional player but who Mm -hmm. cares like there's so many emotional there are plenty players. of those, yeah. And like with some players, that's considered a plus, right? Like being really yeah. emotional isn't a bad thing in hockey, right? Like it's it's good if you get really upset after a loss. Yeah, it's a uh, mm, sus. I don't know how much of it is like you know the team itself, like the 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 management deciding this guy's a problem in the room and this guy isn't, and how much of it is the team. I honestly mm. wouldn't even be surprised if it was the teams who literally just like had more of a problem with Josh Hosang than with Tony D'Angelo. And, like, yeah. that's a problem with hockey culture, I find. Like, if... And, and you know, it's not just stuff like Tony D'Angelo. It's a, a common pattern with, like, you know, players who um, have been accused of rape or domestic violence or, like, sexual assault of any kind, right? Like, when they have these types of controversies, it's like, you could argue that, you know, the NHL doesn't have to intervene with that. I, I'm not sure that's... <laughs> I agree with that, but, like... Um, but it's just weird that, like, the players don't have an issue with that. And that says a lot about hockey culture that that Mm. doesn't make you a problem in the room. Because personally, if, like, somebody in my social circle had had a, like, controversy like that or, you know, was on parlor, I would feel weird about that, right? And, like, that would be a problem in a group dynamic for me. So Mm. it's just very telling to me that this... Like, you know, what what's a problem in the room and what isn't in hockey. Yeah, definitely. I, I completely agree with you. It's such a reflection of what, like, the culture is. 
um, and what's considered mm-hmm. acceptable and just like normal. So unfortunate. I, I was looking this up because I was like, I know everyone was talking about, you know, him um, being placed on waivers and like everyone wants to claim him. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's another thing. Like nobody claimed him. I'm assuming. I mean, I'm, I was Googling him and there's no, <laughs> there, there's no news no, about right. anybody claiming him. So I'm assuming he cleared waivers, right? Yeah. Um, and, like, it's, one, the fact that the Islanders put him on waivers in the first place, and, two, the fact that nobody wanted to, like, take a chance with him, right? All right, so I think um, now that we're really riled up, uh, <laughs> we should check in with Spotcat and, and see how we he's should. doing. It's been a while, hasn't it? Um, if you yeah. if you are um, a supporter of ours on Patreon, you did get an episode, or a Mascot Minute, last episode. Um, and I'm assuming you listened to it, right? Like, why wouldn't you listen to it? Um, um yeah, duh. It, you know, it's <laughs> it's just like, you get, you know, this this thing that nobody else has access to. Like, it's so exciting, you know, such a gift from us to you. Uh, this, <laughs> this extra Mascot Minute that we provided you. But if you're not a patron of ours, it's been like two episodes since our last Mascot Minute. Which is so, too long. Too long. It has been too long. So this this one's pretty tame. Um, you know, I, I would recommend listening to it. I can't see anything objectionable about it, but I mean if you're if if you're one of those weird people who don't like the mascot minute, like why are you listening to this? But you can <laughs> skip ahead. Um I'm judging you, but you can skip ahead if you want. Yeah, I just I think this is a relatable, sweet little one that just uh I don't know, kind of, kind of made me feel like I related to Spartacat a little bit. Quarantine was harder than Spartacat had anticipated. He had gotten used to his daily walks in Canada, but now he was stuck indoors with nothing but his thoughts and a fridge full of Golden Palace egg rolls. <laughs> After his daily YouTube yoga session, he had tried sewing face masks for the boys, but his giant paws proved an obstacle. What should he do now? His mind wandered, and he thought, not for the first time, about Hunter. There was something about the lynx that intrigued him and the prospect of meeting him soon sent a shiver down his spine. He was constantly checking Hunter's Instagram. Maybe he should slide into his DMs? A noise interrupted his thoughts. The mail slot clanked shut. Spartacat walked down the hall and grabbed the oversized envelope from the ground. His eyes widened as he read the Edmonton return address. It was a letter from Hunter. Ooh, intriguing. I want you guys to know two things. First of all... <laughs> The envelope is oversized because they both have freakishly large hands. And so they have to write large letters. It's important to me that you know this. I like to imagine, you know when they used to have that printer paper that was, like, really long? Yeah. <laughs> I like to imagine that, like, nobody buys that paper anymore. But I like to imagine that the mascots do because then they can, like, write, <laughs> like, on, on long paper. And then, I don't know. I, I It's just a, a, I, a I love how much time you've given this. And second of all... I think that um, writing letters is a really nice pandemic activity, and if you haven't it done is. it yet, I would really recommend it. Um, it's it's cute, makes your friends happy, and uh, I don't know, it gives you an excuse to like bust out some nice paper or maybe a card. Mm-hmm. I really even just sending a card, my guys, it's real cute. It is. Um, that's my input. That's my my pandemic activity uh recommendation. I love that. Oh, also, oh my god, okay. We're not, like, halfway through January yet, but, my dudes, I know Valentine's Day is going to be weird this year, please, <laughs> for the love of God, go online and send your partner flowers. <laughs> Trust me. You are not exempt from Valentine's Day because of the pandemic. 
It is so easy to send flowers. I do it for my mother every single year. Oh my god, is Sparta Cat going to receive flowers? Okay, wait, no, no, no spoilers. We'll we'll get to that later. <laughs> I can't wait for the Valentine's, I can't wait for our Valentine's episode. That's so, yeah, that's wonderful. I mean, I literally brushed up because I've been like spinning this in my head for the next few episodes. So yeah. <laughs> Amazing. I, I love how much thought you're giving this. Okay, so <laughs> with that out of the way, um... We're going to give our very professional, very analytical, stats-based season preview. Um, <laughs> how are we feeling about this uh, this 2021 season? I'm feeling good. I like, you know, once again, it's one of those years where it's like, I don't care. Um, yeah. If they do well, they'll be cool as hell. If they don't do well, they'll also be cool as hell. I literally don't It's just going to be much. fun. I I yeah. just predict that the games against the Flames are going to be really fun, because it's going to be Kachuk versus Kachuk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, personally, I'm really looking forward to the Leafs games. Uh, I'm sort of super bummed, because the likelihood of me being in Canada when we have, like, back-to-back Leafs games is mm-hmm. very low, and I was really hoping for that. Um, <laughs> it would just be, like, really entertaining, um, because otherwise I have to, like, watch it at 3am so I'm gonna have to watch reruns but Aww. um it'll be okay that's real dedication though baby like I watching know. reruns of hockey who does that <laughs> yeah it's weird it's weird for me because like I like I was abroad last year and like I I probably could have attempted to watch games but it was it was good timing where I was kind of not feeling great about the sends and I made the decision mm. to just like completely like you know, not pay any attention. Like, I didn't even, I wasn't checking scores. I wasn't, um, you know, reading recaps or anything. So it's very weird, like, coming back into writing about the sends and feeling like I need to be an expert. And I'm like, I I know nothing. Like, wow, missing one season really, like, <laughs> really changes everything. Um, I think especially on, like, this um, this team where, like, oh, yeah. such a young roster. Yeah, exactly. It, so much has changed over the last few years. It does really, like, change everything oh well yeah like um (laughs) um, i i I tweeted about this but a while ago i was on the phone with um fellow silver seven writer colin cudmore and i was looking at the stats just to see like hey what actually happened last uh um last season this was like a few months ago during the summer Mm -hmm. um and i i just said like who the fuck is connor brown (laughs) like um, it's become a joke that i don't know who connor brown is i do kind of know who he is now but like (laughs) i i miss that season right (laughs) like i don't know who he is yeah um but like it's it's exciting because like now I don't know that that break like did wonders for me like it was absolutely the right decision I'm so glad I did that because <laughs> I'm coming back into this like so hyped for this next season yeah I'm I'm really excited there are like a few things that are sort of like notable obviously um we just got the um the opener mm-hmm. what's it called lineup um yeah. I mean honestly like what am I gonna do look at a lineup and decide who's gonna be good this year <laughs> there's no you know, there's no saying anything really. Um, Ian Mendez was at the scrimmage this week and did say that uh, Will Annan was doing like really, really well. Yeah. Um, and I think this could be a good year for him. I mean, it's been a shame that he obviously had the injury. Like that sucked mm-hmm. um, because he did start really well. And it would be nice if he could just, you know, get right back into it and have a good season. 
Yeah, I, I will say um, this podcast with you has actually ruined my pronunciation of Walanen because it's supposed to be yeah. Walanen, but for a while you were pronouncing it Valanen, and I was just like, I, I don't know, I just assumed that your pronunciation was correct. I was like, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll go with Poppy's pronunciation. Like, oh, I've been corrected. And then it turns out it's actually Walanen. So now you ruined it for me. Um, I have. It's because I, I truly thought it was like a name that was like German or Scandinavian or something. So I thought the W was pronounced like a v i yeah, was so wrong. i i thought that made sense i was like yeah you know scandinavian german names like they they sound like that i don't know are they're spelled yeah like the the w is pronounced like a v as i said first year german <laughs> anyways <laughs> Look, i we admit to being wrong on this podcast more <laughs> often than not, so it's fine. <laughs> uh, look, I just admitted that I didn't even pay attention to hockey last year. Um, yeah. <laughs> we're a very uh, professional podcast here, but... Um, you know what really, like, threw me? I forgot that Braden Coburn was on our team. Like, literally, yeah. fully, had no idea. I saw the lineup and I was like, oh, oh, we have Braden Coburn. Like, I, I yeah. kind of missed when that happened like i missed us acquiring him from tampa but okay um of course like this is a hot take for me personally but i'm really excited about alex galchenyuk now uh i know i've said on this podcast that he was washed up and i changed my mind um i've decided that alex galchenyuk is gonna have a really good year and he is playing on a line with colin white so obviously he's gonna do amazing yeah i hope my boys do well um um, oh yeah, speaking of Colin White, um, if anyone here listens to um, the Broadscast, uh, <laughs> um, former Senator Mark Borowiecki was on the Broadscast recently and he was asked who on the team has the worst fashion sense. And he, he didn't even hesitate. He was like, no question, Colin White. And not, in the, not even like who on the sense. It was like of everyone you've ever played with who has the worst fashion sense. <laughs> and he said Colin White. <laughs> I'm like deeply offended by this. Deeply offended by this. I think Colin White dresses fine. He's just a normie. <laughs> and that's like, after after that episode came out, I was like kind of mad about it, and I was like showing people like screenshots of his social media. Oh, I sent out a few tweets from the the group uh, for, for from the joint account. I was like, excuse me, this isn't you know, is this the best dressed man on the team? No, <laughs> but is this that bad? No. He doesn't dress terrible. It's also rich coming from like, borrow. Who was like, if they get rid of the um, dress code, I'll just wear my sweatpants. I was like, borrow? Really? Sir? And then you're going to come for Colin White? Yeah, he's done some like mildly questionable things. I, I agree. He's done some things where I'm like, uh, that's not a great outfit. But it's also like, he's like a guy in his early 20s who has a lot of money. That's just a recipe for like weird outfits. Like, not to throw my friends under the bar. I love you guys. But most of you don't dress that great between the age of, like, 21 and 25. It's fine. I also wore really stupid outfits. That's like, I still wear really stupid outfits. I'm very aware of it. That's okay. I think it's rich of borrow to go after my normie king, Colin White. Um, anyways, weird tangent. Um, what I was gonna say about <laughs> yeah, the sense lines. No, no, no. I, I started this tangent. It's fine. Um, we're just very hyped this, <laughs> this episode. Um, so when the Sens acquired Dadanov, it was kind of, like, universally acknowledged that he was going to be playing on a line with Brady Kachuk. Like, that wasn't really a question. It mm -hmm. was, like, definitely, you know, the first line would be, like, Dadanov, Kachuk, and then, like, someone else. Um, however, mm -hmm. 
the lines that Ian Mendez tweeted out were a little interesting um, because it actually had Kachuk on the first line with Josh Norris and Drake Batherson. And then the second line was Stutzla, um, Dadanov, and I think Stepan? Um, so just like yeah. the, the dads, <laughs> their son, right? Um, yeah, it's, it's the dad line. Yeah, the, the dad line and their like 18-year-old son. Um, I actually like... I really love this. First of all, kid lines are the best. I I, I need a kid line this season. Like, that mm-hmm. just sounds so much fun. Whether it's, like, yeah, Kachuk, Norris, Batherson, or, as I said, if they had, like, Stutzler, Norris, and Batherson, so it was the German speakers, or Stutzler, Norris, and Kachuk, the roommates, like, I would love that. Um... It would be really, really cool if on opening night that was like the first line, and then yeah, you have you have Stutzla, like you make up for the fact that you've had him rooming with like these kids, um, and you're like, we're gonna play you on a line <laughs> with some like you know older like mentor guys. I think it's really fun. I think that um, I think the lineup looks good. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to have like Kachuk slash bath time. Yeah. That's cute. Uh-huh. Um, Because I really have been, like, waiting to hear people... Well, I guess I can't hear people yell bath time right now. <laughs> but um, um, I'm ready to, like, spiritually, in my brain, get, like, a, wake up in the middle of the night knowing that across the globe people are saying bath time. Bath time. That's what I... I, I love that. Yeah, that, that's one of my favorite things about, like, every anytime Drink Bath is as well. I missed that last season, the, the bath time thing um yeah i think that's gonna be really funny so i'm excited about that (laughs) um uh rudolph balkas has gone to san jose um yeah also uh frederick clayson is in san jose now right yeah okay this this made me so happy because like okay so for anyone who like has not been like you know reading my stuff and following me for a while like I was a massive Freddie Clayson fan from the moment he first set, um, like set foot on the ice. I still am mad about him leaving Ottawa. Like, you know, he was <laughs> I, when I listed off my favorite players in like 2017. You know, it was all the really good ones, and then just like randomly Freddie Clayson. Like, I I wanted him to be on the line with to be um, paired with Carlson. Like, I I had such high hopes for this kid. He was such a fun personality. Like, I miss him so much. And the fact that he is being reunited with Eric Carlson makes me so happy, even if it's in San Jose. Yeah, I think it's cute. Um, I don't know why San Jose is now, like, stealing our players. This is, like, I mean, isn't um, how, everyone we, stealing how we used players? to have Nashville disease. You know what? Like, everybody went to Nashville. Like, I, I think every team is stealing our players. I don't think it's a San Jose thing. I think it's just an Ottawa thing. <laughs> Okay, I think it's just, like, personally, I think that um, all the, like, exciting and good players or, like, the players I like go to either San Jose or Nashville. Dallas, too, though. Um, like, they had uh, Spetsa and Hemsky. Oh, true. Yeah. yeah, Dallas. Oh. Like, that was a while ago. You know what? But, but I, I kind of like those three teams. I know that, like, we have friends who really hate San Jose, <laughs> so um, I don't want to speak too highly of them but i think they're kind of fun mm-hmm. uh and no i'm really happy for him i mean he was uh playing in europe for a while right mm-hmm. so it's good to good to have him back in north america in the nhl mm-hmm. and um i'm i'm excited to see how he does i think it's cute and yeah. i guess rudolph falk has never like actually met either of those players mm-hmm. in his time on the sense right so that's not really a reunion but just a yeah. interesting thing to point out. Mm-hmm. It's just it's funny because after a certain point, I'm sure on every team there's just kind of a a, a, 
a group of like people with sense connections be like oh man you you were on that team you know how like weird the front office was like you've been through that like circus you know yeah um i like I, the idea of them everybody just who was in that. the uber together <laughs> lost that lost their job post uber video and then like get reunited somehow and like the states speaking of that i love that there's like i didn't even know what the the taxi squad was until a few days ago Um, i was so confused (laughs) about what this was i was like are they just like carpooling to games like what is this (laughs) no Um, Um, but yeah basically with the pandemic like when the weird like season format they basically have like a reserve of players called the taxi squad um and i was kind of joking that it's like pretty close like the number of players that can be on your taxi squad is pretty close to the number of players that were in that uber video yeah <laughs> and like yeah they, i, I yeah. think they have like a taxi squads on like the nfl as well and stuff it's mm-hmm. just like players who are on the roster but not like on the starting lineups yeah well it, um, it's like the ones who are in the press box right like it's you know you always yeah, have like a like, few extra players that will be on the press box um uh during games so they're just kind of having more players like that um yeah, there was a lot of joking about how they should have called it an Uber squad and gotten that um, sponsorship. <laughs> and, like, people from around the NHL were saying that, and Sense fans were like, that would have been so funny for the senator. God, I, like, I don't even really want to talk about sponsorship stuff because it's, like, such a fraught thing mm-hmm. right now in among NHL fans. And it's like, my guys, have you been to an arena? Like, everybody's like, oh, no, it's going to be, like, Europe where there's, like, ads on on like the jerseys or whatever okay i mean i literally go to canadian tire center and it's just ads uh-huh. i i literally pay a lot of money just to have ads blasted in my mm-hmm. eyes for hours on end i don't think the helmet ads are gonna make much <laughs> of a difference i don't think it makes a difference that it's called like that instead of the canadian division they're like scotiabank canadian division or whatever which, by the way, I would like credit for partially funding um, the Canadian division because I have a credit card with Scotiabank. And uh, as somebody who was an international student, that means I pay a insane amount of um, fees. So I want you to know that I am personally funding. <laughs> I See, I was going to say the one thing that I'm kind of mad about is the way they did the sponsorships. Like, obviously, it was going to happen like this where, you know, the team gets like one sponsorship and that's, you know, the ad on all the helmets. Mm. But I kept thinking, like, it would be so much fun if we like if you know, people were able to sponsor, like, one player or something, right? And you could have, like, different yeah, really sponsors funny. or, like, for different games. Because, obviously, um, I was really pushing for a This American Life logo. Like, we do not have the funds to do this. I don't know how much they were charging, but oh, I can guarantee I you. Know. I feel like Helmick <laughs> I mean, some money. I mean, <laughs> he might have been willing to go pretty low there. Um, but, like, I would have, I would have, like, crowdfunded this. I would have, you know, taken out a loan for this. <laughs> right like yeah um to just get like you know a this american life logo on like colin white's helmet for one game like that would have been amazing i would mortgage my parents house for that there was a lot of joking <laughs> about getting an olive garden um uh, logo on tony d'angelo's um helmet which obviously like you know olive garden would have to do that but other people were joking about getting like you know their podcast or whatever i think the broadcast wanted their mm-hmm. po- their their podcast logo on tony d'angelo's helmet um i'd also be down for that <laughs> It would have been incredibly funny, but unfortunately the NHL has no humor, no sense of humor. Like, (laughs) I don't know. 
It's, once again, hockey culture is so toxic, they won't even let us put our sticker on their helmets. <laughs> we see, we already have stickers. We already have a logo. Like, literally, we'll, we'll just mail them stickers and be like, guys, put this on your helmet. Like, put this on one player's helmet for one game. <laughs> this is all we want. Maybe we need to go directly to the players. Maybe they'll be willing to do it for no money. Just, like, put the sticker on your helmet. <laughs> God, one day, one day. <laughs> Again, um, you got to message Tim Stutzler so we can come on this podcast and we can we can pitch this idea to him. <laughs> I'm gonna try all avenues to contact him. Just go crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so I thought it would be fun if we did like a a weird prediction thing where you make one prediction that's realistic and one prediction that's not. Okay, and we'll see how it goes. I can go first. You can go first. It's up to you. Okay, why don't you go first? What's your realistic prediction? Okay, my realistic prediction is Wolanin's going to do really well this season. Like, okay. he's going to hit the ground running. I think he got a good amount of rest. Um, That's my prediction, is, like, Wolanin is going to get a lot more attention for being, like, really, really good this season. Okay. Um, My bigger prediction is that Colin White is... <laughs> gonna have a career season which i'm really i'm manifesting colin white career season but not only is he gonna have a career season he's also gonna start posting outfit photos on instagram and everybody's gonna be like holy shit this man suddenly has like insanely good taste <laughs> that's my that's my wild prediction he's gonna, he's gonna <laughs> respond to the borough uh, accusations right yeah 100 <laughs> percent um, so my realistic prediction, I don't know how realistic it is, but in my heart, this is realistic. Um, I, I think, I think it's not too out there. I think that Tim Stutzla is going to be a finalist for the Calder Trophy. Oh yeah, I think that's a, I, I think that's, that's, that's pretty fair. Um, my unrealistic prediction, I, hmm, hmm, I don't know, I, I don't have anything. I, <laughs> I, I had so much time to think of this. Um, not really. Poppy announced this to be right before we recorded the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, I thought it might be better if it was spontaneous. <laughs> um, my my okay. My my weird prediction is I think Brady Kachuk is going to pick up um a lot of German and start like yelling random German words on the ice to to his teammates. I think that would be really fun. <laughs> I hope that I like that prediction. Making TikToks a lot. in German, yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, yes. Okay, I love this very much. Um, okay, so before we, like, award Big Rig Energy, mm-hmm. uh, I also have one more question that I didn't write in the doc because okay. I love to surprise you. Oh, okay. Have you set your lineup for the Fraser Fantasy League? I have. Okay. Uh, who's who's on your team? So who's on my team? Um, I have not checked this for a while. Um, well, just tell me the highlights. I just want to hear if you've got someone, like, stupid on there. <laughs> I don't have anyone, like, really stupid on there. Um, it's it's tough because you, like, you know, you have your dream team and then you're like, oh, I have, like, an extra $1 or, like, oh, I'm, I'm you know, I can't afford all of these players. I know that I definitely selected um, Eric Carlson and Thomas Shabbat. Um, I, I considered selecting Freddie Clayson um, just because, like, I love that that pairing. But, <laughs> and, you know, realistically, I was also like Thomas Shabbat, probably kind of, like, underrated. Like, I think, actually, he's rated higher than Carlson right now. Um, and I think it's because, yeah, he like, is. He's, he's expected to be, like, the Sens workhorse, you know? Like, he's he's going to do well on the Sens. Yeah. Um, I definitely, I think I selected, oh, I, I selected Stutzla for sure. Um and my centerman, I think, was Steven Stamkos, because I remember Ian Mendes saying that the, the Lightning are going to do well in their division. I, I know that was a little bit, like, it was a tiny bit out there, because he is recovering from an injury, but I was like, you know what, I believe in Steven Stamkos, and it fit with my budget. It, this was the last selection I made. 
Um, and my mm. goaltender is Braden Holtby. Um, because I think same. Okay, yeah. Um, I I know that like Jared selected Braden Holtby because he wanted all the players who dress well. Um, and that was a factor. Mm. But also he, yeah, I I think that you know there's a lot of potential on the Canucks there. I think he is going to do pretty well. He's a good goaltender. I'm feeling pretty confident about that. And now I'm actually going to look up my roster because I cannot remember the other winger that I had. Hold on. I also... Wait. Oh, yes. I have Mark Stone. Oh. Okay. That's what I thought. I couldn't remember if I picked okay. Brady Kachuk or Mark Stone, um, but I just really wanted... Okay. Mark well, Stone. let me tell you about my okay. roster. As you know, I only pick by vibes. Obviously. So... <laughs> <laughs> so um, my, yeah, my goaltender is also Brayden Holtby. I also have Carlson and Shabbat because I couldn't not. Like, it was just, it felt bad not to. Of course, my center is Derek Prasad. Obviously. Um, <laughs> and then I have Brady and Matthew Kachuk. I really, like, yeah. spent my entire money on the Kachuk brothers. Oh, I, I, like, an early version of my roster had both the Kachuks. I, I was, like, kind of going for a combination of good vibes and, like you know, maybe players that are actually going to be good. Um, you know, I don't want, mm-hmm. like, a, I, I want to do okay in the league. Um, but as I have said on this podcast before, I do try to go for players with good vibes just because I have to think, like, I'm going to be on some level rooting <laughs> for these players. And, like, even if they're not on a team that I like very much, like, you know, I'm not going to put Patrick Kane on my team because, like, I cannot no. stomach rooting for Patrick Kane, you know? Like, that's, no, no yeah, no part that. of me is ever going to, like, root for him to have a good season. I don't care about fantasy hockey that much. Um, so I was, like, you know, a combination of, like, players that I want to do well that I actually think are going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty happy with my, um, with my roster. Like, I'm, I might, I've been thinking about, you know, like, this is a little bit, fucked up with me but i've been thinking about maybe um replacing Derek brassard at some point you know just like switching in someone else but I, it's hard for me to do that so mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll find out yeah. <laughs> i do want to get colin white in there at some point because i am um like literally trying to manifest the colin white <laughs> career season so exactly. um what better way than putting I'm, him on your fantasy team it's it's the only thing to do in my opinion it's the only thing that makes sense so mm-hmm. um that's sort of my my approach right now, but I'm excited for the for the season to start. It's gonna be gonna be fun. All right, so um, <laughs> now that we've cleared this, uh, let's award Big Rig Energy. So we decided for this episode that Big Rig Energy has to go to the man who has let a bunch of kids live in his house for the foreseeable future. And that is Mark Stone. Thank you, Mark Stone, for giving us this gift. <laughs> he really does, like, deserve all the credit. For just, <laughs> it just, it makes it... You know, giving us some... No, it makes it so much better because, you know, first you hear that, like, um, you know, these three kids are living together. And it's like, this is the best thing I've ever heard. This is so much fun. I'm picturing them living together. And then it just, it, it gets that much better when you realize that they're all living together in Mark Stone's house. Just iconic. Yeah. I love it for them. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I think that's it. Yeah. I, I think we can wrap it up. So, danke fürs Zuhören. <laughs> <laughs> Merci. Thank you for listening to this Amalnik in Life. 
You can find us on Twitter. Our joint account is at Life, And you can also email us at thisamalnakedlife at gmail.com. The music this week was Gladstone Avenue by Fisher Park. And our logo is by Lena Novi and Angus Fitzgerald Clark. For bonus content, please find us at patreon.com slash thisamalnakedlife. You can subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. And of course, it would be a huge help if you could rate and review us on iTunes. Okay, thank you. Bye. Bye. Oh